Welcome to this episode of Laughing Without Liquor, a woman's guide to living it up without the booze. Join your long-term recovery hosts, Lane Kennedy and Tamar Medford, as they have insightful conversations with others on an alcohol-free journey. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive into this episode. Wow. Do we have a treat for you, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Can you believe that she's almost 60 years old? No. I, I thought she was maybe 50, maybe. I mean, seriously, smoking hot. Well, and that's what I was thinking because, I mean, you know, it's her birthday coming up. Camp, yeah. That's so awesome. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But also she helps people or women with yeah. anti-aging. Right. That's what so, I was like, yes, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> it clearly works. Yeah. Her spirit is so great. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with Maura Gorski. She is just a doll. You're going to love it. Tamar, am I right? Oh, so like ready for some joy? Yeah, let's get some joy. <laughs> Enjoy the show today. I don't have my spray, Tamar. You don't? I will spray for the both of us. Thank you. Get an extra spritz in there for me. Oh my God. What is that, so joy refreshing. spray? I feel like I should develop it's, some it joy, is joy spray. spray. <laughs> it is joy spray. You need to get some spray. So good. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know what? This is uh, Laughing Without Liquor. I'm hanging out with my friend, Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend, Lane Kennedy. We're hanging out with you. And we have another amazing uh, guest host with us today. I'm super stoked to talk to Moira and introduce her to you, my friend who's listening. Uh, you know, Moira and I met a couple of months ago now, and we've been using Marco Polo to foster a, a relationship, a friendship, and it's been just an amazing experience. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, I can't meet new people. I don't know how to do it. Just put yourself out there. This is like living proof. Moira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. You reached out to me and and uh, and that's a great message to tell people. Like there's lots of people out there that we can connect with and we can become friends with or or not, but you know, 100%. it starts with reaching out. It starts with reaching out. And today we're talking about finding joy and exploring your interests and pursuing you. This is, this is your area of expertise and our listeners, you know, a lot of them are in that place sometimes where they're just like not feeling themselves. They're kind of at that place of uh, life. It just is a stink bomb. And, you know, I know that you are in the wellness space. You help others really find happiness in your life. So let's start by sharing a little bit of your story and how you discovered that joy was the answer to all your problems. <laughs> right. It sounds uh, really easy when you say it that way. And uh, it certainly wasn't. My, my journey hasn't been particularly easy. And that's really how I found that. Um, I mean, the message always is that I tell people is that when life gets stinky and we feel like we're sitting there waiting for the good things to happen again, that um, mm. we often will find ourselves waiting for a long time, that we've got to go find the things that bring us joy. 
Um, my story could be a long one, but I think the highlights are that, you know, I'm a, a mom of four, been married for 30 years, um, retired nurse, and as one of my children was fairly chronically sick, I discovered another way of living, if you will, a healthier lifestyle, um, learning about supplementation, learning about just a natural way of living. And so I started doing that. Our family got healthy. I uh, partnered myself with that company that I had found. And so I went on this journey of learning how we can build health and how I can help empower other people to have healthy families and healthy lives. And, um, and also, um, you know, empower other women, stay-at-home moms to have their own business so they can make a difference in their own homes and in uh, their family income and things like that. And all was good and great and a busy mom, uh, growing business. And, um, and then our daughter, I have three boys and a girl, and then our daughter, when she was in high school, started to struggle with some uh, pretty you know, significant um, mental health disorders and um, disruption and it just in in one that I had struggled with in college and so those um, thoughts of like what's going on um, and perhaps I had something to do with this um, and things weren't working um, the things that we were trying they weren't they weren't enough and so we started to look at treatment for our daughter in the way of residential stays or day stays and all those kinds of things. And um, that started the journey that we've been on for the last eight years of supporting our daughter through her, through her challenges. And I'm um, happy to say that she's in a, you know, in a great place now. She lives with us. And, um, but, it, but during that time, you know, being a nurse and a mom, mm-hmm. I just feel like people can relate if they're a mother and and even the nursing, we just want to help people. And so I dove myself into really trying to help my daughter, support my daughter, and continue to support um, my busy family and my growing business. And um, and it only works so much because I started to, it started to impact me. I started to learn about what stress was all about and how, you know, I was the whole, the wellness person, but it was really, I was not well through all of that. And so I learned that I needed to, you know, a lot of my friends said, you've got to go take care of yourself while you're in the midst of this storm of everything. And, um, you know, again, when we have those around us that are struggling and we love them, we just want them to be better. But we also, I also soon learned that the best thing that I could do is to take care of myself and learn about boundaries and learn about self-care and, um, And that's what I did. So I started to learn. Um, And again, in amongst that, as I started to reclaim my health and my life and learn, again, about those boundaries and how to support myself along with my daughter. um, Again, I was kind of waiting, sitting, you know, things seemed to be getting better, but I was just waiting for it to, I was waiting for things to really get better, right? For that joy to come back, but always looking around my shoulder, like waiting for the other shoe to drop because Mm -hmm. it usually did. And, um, And, um, again, I learned through that time that nobody was coming. 
<laughs> I mean, I could. There it is again. Yeah, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. <laughs> nobody's, no coming. nobody's coming. Nobody was coming. Although, if I was brave enough to ask for help and to reach out to a friend and say, hey, I'm struggling. I kind of need a little bit of help here. Or can you, I don't know, I need something. Um, perhaps just a friendly um, person to, that I could empty my bucket to or go mm-hmm. for a walk, go to see the movie or something like that, that people were there. But, but I, had to, I had to go and search out and ask. I, I think I, there's so much here I'm going to unpack. Are you ready to unpack tomorrow? Sure. Let's unpack it. <laughs> and I know that our listeners, you know, she can relate, you know, um, a lot of them at least can. So first off, I just want to say congratulations for being married for 30 years. Mm. Thank you. That is a huge accomplishment it, that people We could unpack that, but uh, that's for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like somebody just told me that that was a really big achievement. You know, I've been married, I, I think it's, I don't know, 15 or 16 years, somewhere in that zone. And, you know, she said, it's like one in two people are divorced now. So you're really living your best life. If you're staying in a marriage, you're, you're working through uh, you're evolving, you're changing, right? Because that's what partnerships do for us. Uh, so just thank you for sharing that. And you have four boys. Are, is your daughter the youngest? Uh, she is the third. So two boys, a girl, She's and th- then a boy. Yeah, Got it. Uh, so I was just thinking about how, you know, you're going through life and then boom, it hits. How old was she when she started having some challenges? Uh, around 16. Yeah, 16, 16. 16. Okay. So this is what I love about life. We're just going, you know, jamming through it. And then like there is a huge thing thrown in and how do we navigate that? And what I'm hearing from you, Moira, is that you just kind of, you dug in, you dug in to taking care of you and your family, right? You sought out help. And I feel like sometimes women just get so overwhelmed that they get lost mm-hmm. in trying to find help and making those decisions of, do I find help? Do I put her in an institution or do I put him in an institution? Right. Do I find outside care? That's like such big obstacles. And I know Tamar, you're kind of going through some stuff like, th- like this too. It's just like as women, again, I just want to bring it back to as women, we get thrown life and we have to manage it and we have to go through it with grace. And that's what I'm hearing from you, Moira, is that you're doing this with grace, which is profound to me because I would be pulling out my hair strand by strand. <laughs> I just would. Because it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. You and, know? and in the beginning, it wasn't, I mean, it's, it wasn't easy and I wasn't handling it well. I mean, I live in a beautiful upper middle class, you know, suburb in the Midwest and nobody talks mm-hmm. about the bad stuff, right? Ugh, Everybody's talking right? about the football games and the show uh-huh. choir and where Johnny's going to college and how they got whatever into the National Honor Society and all of that stuff. That's right. what people right. talk about. Nobody talks mm-hmm. about the, I don't know if I can swear Real. on this, <laughs> if I can swear on this, but nobody Real. talks about the shit. Nobody talks about that. And so when it's mm-hmm. happening, you know, I'll still, I mean, I'll never forget the day that I 
recognize some behaviors that I had done earlier in my life. And I was like, no, this mm-hmm. couldn't be. Because you're just, like mm-hmm. you said, you're just like, boom, it's right in front of your face all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I figured it out. Um, and I did a lot of things the wrong way. Um, and then I figured it out. And, you know, then you ask for help. And, you know, we got to the point where what we were doing wasn't enough, like I said. And so Mm -hmm. we had Mm -hmm. to um, look at a higher level of care, as they would say. And and it's a really humbling place to be. And even with my daughter, I said to her, you know, as she was really struggling, I said, it's got to be really frustrating. She's super smart. Very, very Mm -hmm. smart. And... um, and she couldn't figure it out. She couldn't figure out how she was going to make it work. And so, yeah. you know, you that's what the experts are there for. And so you go to them and say, yep. can you help? And we gave her the choice. What do you want to do? And she chose, she chose to stay and get the help that she needed. And uh, so, again, there's, there's a whole lot that we could talk about with treatment places and mm-hmm. all that. But that's another, you know. But... Um, but I, I mean, thank you for, for what you said. I appreciate that. Um, but again, it's because like we spoke earlier this week, I've become an expert by experience. I've gone up and down and up and down and, um, really and I, yeah. Well, I think women forget that expert by experience. I think that is such a crucial thing to mention here again and again and again is that we are the experts. We're the experts of our kids. We're with them 24 seven. Like we gave birth to them, right? We're the experts of our own life. We're with ourselves every day. It's, and sometimes I feel like we just forget that, right? We are just like, uh, uh, I don't know anything. And, and it's like, but when we listen to ourselves, we can hear that little voice that guides us and directs us. And then we can ask for help, right? Then we can say, oh, I actually need to find help for this. Instead of just barreling through it or muscling through it. It just, that's, well, I, I muscle through. That's what I should say. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Tamar. So in terms of joy... I feel like, and I just had a conversation this morning with my dad. We were mm. sitting out on the patio having a coffee, and we were talking about the difference between how he has found so much joy in his life today and how my mother has not. Mm. And what we had in common, and what I thought about was I've overcome some very challenging times, you know, overcoming addiction. Um, I feel like it was kind of that the bottom that I had stopped digging eventually that brought me to a point in my life where I had to surrender. And I actually sought out living a joyful life that was brought from internal stuff, right? Because I felt like, you know, that however many years before that, everything, it was external. Like if I get this car, it's going to bring me joy. If I have this home, it's going to bring me joy. This relationship is going to bring me joy. And, you know, five years into my recovery, I realized that it was actually something else that was going to bring me joy. So I went on this mission um, and that has come from within 
So Moira, I'm just curious for yourself, you've also overcome so much. What was it that, you know, allowed you to, to find that joy, even in those moments when life just sucks and it's really hard? Yeah, and I think it is, I love what you said. You said surrender. I've been working on that for a long time because I, you know, part of, I mean, part of, I think any type of addiction or disorder or perhaps many of us in life is that we want to know what's going to happen the next step. And we want to have that control over things. And I know when I started to struggle in college, it felt like I wasn't in control of many things in my life. So I decided to control what I was eating or not eating. And so I've continued to try to be stronger in that and kind of give up that control and it's that surrender. But I'm also not somebody that just, like surrender is a hard word for me because I'm like, does that mean I'm going to quit? Because I don't quit. Like I get shit done and I like just go forward in life. And so it's really been surrendering and trusting that, you know, what I'm doing is the right thing to do. And I may not, it may not look exactly the way that I hoped it would look. But if I can trust that and just, I love what you said too, Lane. It's like, I'm really, I've tapped in more to my intuition and that gut feeling and the, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I started to do um, when things just weren't so good is um, <clears throat> I would just, I started to meditate and spend some time out on my back bench, you know, in my backyard and just in the quiet. And I would start to think of people, their names, and I still do today, but say I'd think of, you know, Judy and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to call Judy. And so I would call Judy on a walk or when I was someplace and we had a conversation and I soon realized after I called enough people, I'm like, oh, I know why I'm supposed to call her. Cause there was something in our conversation that fed me and that really helped me. And, um, it was those little things that just on and on, I kind of pushed through and found a little bit of happiness or joy in that conversation that I had or that walk that I took. And it's those little steps and those little things that started to be like, oh, there is good here. It's really hard sometimes when things are just amok to really find the good. But I started to look, like find the good. Even if it's just the fact that I'm alive today and I've got a wonderful home and I got a dog by my side, those are good things. And then it just... And then it just keeps going and it keeps going. And I, again, but I, a lot of that has just been, I've been trusting that intuition and the ideas that I have. And I'm like, well, maybe, and that's different the way, when, the way that I used to be, because I just had such a plan and I just wanted just barrel through. And I realized that if I surrender a little bit and kind of take my hands off the steering wheel a bit and trust, then again, these things show up that you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll do that. I'll try that. I'll try that. I'm a big trier. <laughs> I'm a big trier. And you know, we're exploring interest and exploring what brings us joy and exploring, you know, pursuing this idea of you, right? Exploring our own individual life. So you felt you were a nurse or you're a nurse and then you fell into a wellness company. I want to talk about that for a little bit because I feel like You know, there's all kinds of opportunities out there in the world now for women uh, in the wellness space. And there's all kinds of different uh, companies that we can become partners with and ambassadors. And, uh, you know, how did you feel about 
you know, landing in that company. How did you like, cause sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. It's like, Oh, are you sure? How did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I guess, because we're pursuing you, right. And your right. joy. So how did you like go? Oh yes, this is in alignment with me. Yeah. It took me a little while because you know, a nurse, then you start talking to a nurse about, you know, supplementation and about natural cleaners and like how that can help with allergies and you can go to a chiropractor and a homeopath and do that muscle testing stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, where's the, you know, I mean, I'm just being honest, you know, use a a pendulum to figure out if your vitamins are, I'm like, what? Come on. No, No. Do you use a pendulum? Really? Occasionally I use a pendulum. Yeah. I did use the pendulum this week. I was like, I just was up on my desk. I was like, I picked it up and I had a few questions and Uh uh I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but again, I was at the point where I had a sick kid and I'm a mom that wanted my son to be better. And what the doctor was saying, wasn't making sense. Give him Claritin prophylactically every day. Sorry, Mm -hmm. that doesn't really, like, I'm a nurse, like, I get that, but it doesn't really work. And so, again, it's these different things that come into our lives and that, like, I I met, I was hanging out with a girl at my health club. We were putting our kids in childcare and working out and getting to know each other while we dried our hair at the mirror. And I shared my tale of woe, if you will. And she said, well, why don't you try these things? Or why don't you go to this chiropractor? Mm -hmm. And I was like... You know, that was the eye roll. <laughs> that was the right, eye roll right. pause right there. But um, but I tried it because I wanted to see if my son, if it could help my son. And it did. And then did. I got up on the table on the chiropractor and he started to ask me questions. And I started to tweak my diet and get rid of Diet Coke and cheese and crackers, which I think a lot of young moms <laughs> live on. Or their kids' leftovers, yes. right? And the little, um, crack, the little fishy crackers. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Diet um, Coke, yeah. But I started to feel better. And so it just was something that we that we did. But also mm-hmm. this particular company that I partnered with, again, I started to learn that's a very unregulated industry. All of this stuff is just so mm-hmm. unregulated, unlike the medical industry where there's so much research, so much study, so much money in that. But the company that I partnered with, they, it's one of the longest standing companies in the direct selling wellness space. They have the studies, they have the medical the proof, they have all of that proof and all the studies. And I was like, wow, okay, that makes sense to me. If I'm going to use mm-hmm. these products for me, which are starting to help my family feel better, and I can look and say they're safe and they're proven, they're effective. I'm like, okay, I think that can work. And then when I started to, to kind of go to these meetings and see this community of like-minded people, that we could do the same thing and we could help other people live healthier lives and we could be in a community of like-minded and like support each other and like maybe work for the future of like, look at, we could create some flexibility and freedom in our life. I was all in. It took me a few (laughs) years, but at one point I was like, okay. I mean, it started to feel like I was home. Like I was part of a family and we talk about that. And this company is that we're part of the family. I say to my clients, you're part of our family. I'm trying to help you just as a, you know, family member. But that felt good to me again as a mom, busy mom, home with the kids, very blessed to be able to be home. But again, it's 
tough raising your kids. And I was, yeah. I found a place that I could be appreciated and I could help people set goals and help people get healthier. And like, like I started to see just a lot of changes, not only in me and my family, but others. And I was like, wow, this, it feels good. And so I'm one of those, you know, if it feels good, I'm going to stick with it. And it's been 23 years of sticking with it. (laughs) It's been tremendous. Yeah. And there are lots of opportunities, but I say that to people that I talk to all the time about, hey, would you like to partner with us? But it's, we don't have the answers for everything. And I may not be the answer for everybody. It has Mm -hmm. to feel right for you. If you're going to partner, if you're going to brand yourself, People just know when they see me in town, they're like, how you doing? How's Shackley? How's your life? I bet you're really healthy. Like, yeah, that's what I do. I live the life and I invite you to do the same thing because it's possible for everybody. And and there's one key thing I want to go back to, and you said it, community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're surrounded by like-minded people and you're all out for the same thing. And we always, we talk about this on the show a lot. And, you know, I was having a conversation the other day about it, that there are just even some cultures that it's all about family. It's all about community and sharing and helping each other. And I think that's maybe why a lot of people in North America in particular struggle, because my dad was even saying last night that in Europe, everybody gets together for birthdays for celebrations like it's community they help each other and so i mean we just got to keep pushing this community and like you know surround yourself with like-minded individuals because you can find a lot of joy out of that right and you know i was um writing an email and looking at some things the other day about Uh, just ways to combat our stress and things. And this social isolation that was forced on us Mm. the last few Mm -hmm. years has not helped anybody. And for this very Mm. reason, and some people are still stuck there and they're afraid and they're afraid to get together. And we, Mm. like you said, Tamar, we, we need to be in community, be it that the company that you work with, your family, your neighborhood, you know, gather around the fireplace or, you know, I mean, it's just like all of those, we need to do that. We need to be in community because it's helpful for us to keep us healthy mentally and has a place of support. We don't have to, we're not, I don't, I don't believe we're meant to do life alone. Agree. A hundred and fifty thousand percent. I just can't even, uh, I, you know, a lot of people give, it's, it's a direct sales company, correct? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Direct yeah. selling. Yeah. Direct Network sales. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people have like real big issues around this, but every time I have gotten involved with one of these companies, it becomes about the people and the lifestyle and everyone is super happy. And I'm, I'm always fascinated by there's so much resistance right? Like outside people, oh, that's so, I don't want, that's like selling. Oh, I don't want to do that. It's, oh, it's weird, you know? But every single time that I see somebody in one of these companies, and there's like, had so many of them, right? There's the Mm -hmm. oils, there's makeup, there's clothes, there's, I mean, there's any kind you can think cookware. Um, Mm -hmm. People are happy because of this little nugget of community. 
and finding their home, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like people like just really love up on each other. Where you don't find that, you know, at um, FedEx, people are not loving up on you at FedEx. They're not loving up at you uh, at Macy's. <laughs> They're like thinking, well, why are you weren't... late and what are you doing? Right. They weren't loving up on me in nursing. There was lots of, you know, (laughs) um, there was lots of political unrest there. They weren't loving up on me in medical sales where I spent the bulk Mm -hmm. of my career. There was so much competition. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. guy that drove the gold Mercedes and he was the best and, you know, all that. (laughs) And I also was at my friend's house, uh, who's kind of my, you know, the gal that introduced me to this company in this business years ago, we were just working together on some things and her daughter, one of her daughters called who works at a local grocery store and she was not Mm. being loved up on at the grocery store either. I mean, you just don't find this. And I had the pleasure Mm. of being um, on an incentive trip a couple of weeks ago. And oh um, yeah, that's right. Tell me, tell me. And it was so, it was so wonderful because you know, it's, you call a travel agency and they book your flight and everything's paid for. And it's just a wonderful time. And I mm-hmm. get to take my husband and he travels on the coattails of my success. And, um, nice. and so who doesn't want that. <laughs> who doesn't want that? Right. It was the 10th or 11th that. trip we've been on. And so it's been, it's been great, but I got a chance to, I have a very thriving team. That's several mm-hmm. le- levels and layers deep and people that are in direct selling understand what that means. So there's people that I haven't met that are on my team that mm-hmm. were on the trip. And so I got a chance to meet them. I got a chance to hang out with people that I've mentored throughout the years, but I got a chance to hang out with people that have mentored me. And mm. it was just another chance for me to see that, like you said, we're all, we're all doing the same thing. doesn't matter if you've been around for 45 years or four months or anywhere in between, we're all on this mission to just provide true wellness to the world. And, and it's a, again, it's a beautiful community. And we talk about that often that we have to remember that we are in this little bubble of like happiness Mm -hmm. and wellness, and we all like feel great and look younger than we are. And there are many out there that aren't. And so we have to remind ourselves that, and that continues to be our mission because we want to share that with, with Mm -hmm. others. And there's a, there's a lot, I've been doing this for a long time. And there's a lot of eye rolling and there's a lot of, you guys are going to jail. It's a pyramid. How can you do that? I don't want to buy, I'll buy makeup, but not from a direct selling company. I'm like, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, really? It's just, we're not going to jail. The people that are going to, the people that aren't doing the right are going to go to jail. And it's just, it's. But again, it's not for everybody because I used to talk to everybody about it and everybody, and I, that's just my global view of like, everybody should be doing this. Um, everybody should be happy and everybody should be, but it's not for everybody. Um, but the fact is there's just so much goodness. I always say there's products, there's compensation and there's community. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you during the stresses of life, when things were really bad in this house, when I, when I put together a little like Facebook prayer group, the people that mm-hmm. I reached out to were the people that I met in this business. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I needed help, they would call me and they often did. And they said, just get one gal sent me a prayer shawl, this beautiful, she has a Jewish background and she sent me this beautiful prayer shawl. 
and it hangs in my closet. And when things were tough and I'd send her a message, she'd call me. She goes, get it out. Get out yes. the shawl. Come on, let's pray together. That fr- wow. That's from the business that I have a have the, you know, pleasure to do every day. Mm-hmm. That's the community mm-hmm. piece of it. That you just, you can't put a price on that. Nope. And, um, and the fact that you could, that I could, that I continue to fit this in the nuggets of time that I have now. I have much more time now. But my kids were small when I learned about this. My son was five years old, and he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And then I had all these little little guys, you know? Oh, my God. So I was able to tuck it in and be a mom, but then tuck in something with purpose. Which is up your alley, Tamar. I'm like, you said the magic word. <laughs> purpose. That- that is how I found joy, yeah. you know, discovering what I love to do and what just lit me up every day has allowed me to build resilience mm-hmm. to a point where it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I today have the ability to laugh even when I'm in tears and sobbing because I, I love what I do. I have a reason to wake up in the morning. So I wanted to ask you you know, what is it for you? What is that thing that brings you the most joy today? Um, well, as I said before we went live, I mean, the biggest thing these days or the last couple of days, couple of weeks, is a dog that we just foster failed on. And so we brought a dog into our house. I was, um, we had two dogs for about 13 years and uh, they both passed last year. <clears throat> And when my husband grew up with dogs, I had a dog. We had a dog growing up for like, I don't know, four months, and then we didn't have him. So something happened (laughs) with him. He wasn't, he just didn't fit into our family. My husband grew up with dogs, and he always wanted dogs, and he wanted six children and a couple of dogs. And I had four kids, and I was like, that's it. And there's no dogs either. Like, I've taken care of four kids, and like, no. And, um, and, we fostered a dog and then I saw how my kids were with a dog and then we went to a shelter and we brought home not one but we brought home two dogs and um and they became like such a wonderful part of our um of our house and um and we weren't when we lost them both last year we weren't sure if we were ready for another one but um but we found Ruby Ruby found us and so we um she just brings us so much joy um, in this house. Um, but I have to mention, cause I don't want to, um, this was something very unexpected too. During the pandemic, um, I went into a local dance studio and, um, I took a dance lesson <laughs> with a 37 year old, uh, ballroom dance hottie. champ from Moldova. Was he hottie? I think he's pretty attractive. <laughs> He's, he's not bad. He's, he's not bad. Right. The eyes. But he's also, and he's also, I mean, he's a great lead. And I used to tell people uh-huh. like, I love to dance. If I have a good lead, I can do the, you know, holding hands kind of dance and stuff. Um, I grew up playing classical piano. So you put some Bach, mm-hmm. Beethoven, like a waltz on. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. And so I have been ballroom dancing since then. So... Uh, that is something that I never expected and brings me a lot of joy. And it's also, um, it's a big challenge. And I learned that um, I'm now at a different dance studio. I, I moved along and went to another dance studio, an independent studio. 
But I learned that dance for me is just a metaphor for life. Mm. And um, when I'm facing fears and facing challenges, um, it shows up on the dance floor. But I keep doing it because I have these wonderful guys that believe in me and they're like, but you're good. We can do it. Come on, let's do it. And it is so like I go in there and I forget about everything else that's going on most most of the time. Sometimes Norbert looks at me. He's like, would you stop trying so hard? Like, mm. how am I supposed to do that? You know, <laughs> but it's just it's been so much fun. I've done competitions. I've done four competitions where you dress up in those sparkly dresses and get your hair and you makeup have such, done. That outfit that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, that was pretty awesome yeah yeah send it to me beautiful but it just it was you know and that you know i want that to be a message to your audience if they're still listening to this um is that you know there there that was again very unexpected but a friend Mm. said just go try it and i'm like okay i'll try it and it was fun and it was different than what i've ever done people ask oh you dance growing up i'm like no i didn't dance growing up i don't i know but Again, when you have a good lead, and this is kind of, mm-hmm. again, it's also was a great example to me. When you have somebody that holds space for you, for you to be awesome and to like be as great as you can be, that's a great place to be in. And my dance instructors do that. They like, yes, it's a paid relationship and all of that, but they are really great at what they do. They're great. I mean, they've been dancing since they were six years old. And so they're good. And you go in there and you just, and my goals are always, I want to have fun, but I want to, you got to challenge me. Like if, if you don't challenge me, I get bored and I'm going to leave. So they challenge me, but man, it's so fun. I was like, wow. I sometimes like, wow, I'm 59 years old, like learning a new skill. That's kind of like a big deal. Like it's like, you know, and so I'm like, it's, I don't pay for therapy these days, but I pay for dance <laughs> because I feel like More my things. dance is my movement therapy it's my therapy because again there's some days that norbert looks at me and he's like what is going on with you i'm like mm-hmm. really i'm fine i'm fine he goes you're not fine i'm like okay mm-hmm. i'm fine and again he'll say stop trying so hard just but again it's that surrender what you were talking about tomorrow like when you dance as a female you got to show up and you got to be strong and confident and you have to let them lead mm-hmm. and i'm like do you know who I am? <laughs> like, I like. how am I supposed to do that? Because just let me, you can be a little late. You can be a little late with your steps. Like, let me lead you. Like, oh. So it's that surrender and trusting yeah. that he's going to bring me along. And that's, again, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful when you have a partnership on the dance floor. But that's a beautiful lesson in life. And that has brought me so much joy that I never expected and um so much challenge but it's just been i keep showing up because it's so it's so much fun dancing tomorrow are we gonna go take dance lessons now i i know i was thinking about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you could i mean you can i showed up at a salsa just a group lesson salsa you know and um salsa bachata there's lots of studios. We could do it, we do, could do it like, tomorrow. You could do it. I think so. Finding I joy so. through dance. It's so good. I used to mm-hmm. dance, and I tell my clients to do this, is in the morning 
you know, if you want to be in a separate room from those in your house, that's a good idea. Put your headphones on, <laughs> listen to a song that just pumps you up mm -hmm. and dance to the whole song. And I challenged a group of women to do that for five days. And they're like, we feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, after you, you stop dancing, it's like, that feel really great. So, yeah. Foo yeah, Fighters every day, people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I love this conversation about pursuing you, pursuing your interests, your joy, and that's exactly what you're doing. And I have my closing would you rather question. Are you ready for it? Would you uh, rather be so. immortal? <laughs> would you rather be immortal on a mortal planet or be mortal on an immortal planet? You didn't give me any clue that you were going to ask me these questions. Um, um, it's, it's just on the fly, Tamar. Okay, would you rather be immortal on a mortal planet or mortal on an immortal planet? Come on. I would rather be mortal on an immortal planet. Because? Because I wouldn't want to basically outlive those that I love like mm -hmm. to to be you know to be able to live forever and watching all these people that you care about pass away I don't think I could handle that like my heart would hurt too bad so yeah I would I would want to be immortal okay a mortal yeah. yeah yeah that's okay, a good Laura. that's a good point I mean it's what do you it think it is it's hot I mean, it's the same, I kind of have the same feeling, but I also kind of go through that sometimes with like, just again, trying to help people with mm -hmm. their health or to find more joy. Mm -hmm. Like some people are dying inside and they're yes. dying literally and you just want to help them and it's frustrating. Yeah. So I think I would, I don't want to, I don't like to see the people suffer around me and things like that again and that's why i continue to share my story and to share what options are out there because i just want people to be happy and healthy and all that and it and just know that it's possible and mm -hmm. it's really sad when it doesn't happen or they don't or they when they don't make those choices because it really is a choice that people have a gal said to me last night when she asked me if i was coming to her fundraiser this weekend that she's worked so hard on it and I said, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to stop by. And she said, yeah. And you know what? Sometime I'm going to put myself first. Because she knows I've been talking to her for a long time. I go, mm -hmm. I sure hope so, honey, before it's too late. I mean, mm -hmm. come on. You got to take care of yourself. Put yourself first. You got to put yourself mm -hmm. first. So are you going to be immortal or immortal? Uh, whatever Tamar said. What did you say? Mortal? I didn't so you're going to be mortal. Immortal. You're going to yeah. be mortal. Yeah. Okay. You're both going to be mortal. I'm going to be immortal and I'm going to see you guys come and go. And <laughs> I'm going to be That's spreading more question. joy. It's a tough question. I don't know. That's a really it tough is a really question. tough question. <laughs> oh my gosh, Moira. Thanks so much for hanging out and having fun with us and sharing about uh, just bringing joy to life through dance, through your family, through working with others and just finding passion, right? Putting yourself out there. I just, I've absolutely loved our conversation and I love our polos. Uh, where do you want us to send people? Is it to your website? 
somewhere else linkedin yep. anything special yeah you can send you can come i do have a website moiragorski.com mm-hmm. um as long as you spell my name correctly you can find me there and you can find the links all around but i am very active on social be it you know we found each other on linkedin um mm-hmm. i'm certainly on instagram as green gorski and then otherwise moiragorski on the other um the other platforms and um i just love to connect with people and just to see Again, what's possible with those connections like we've had here, those synchronicities, and just if I can help to empower or inspire one person to just go out there and just try something new or step out, then, you know, it's a good day. I love it. So awesome. All of Moira's information will be in the show notes. Reach out to her, say hi. Tamar, it's been amazing hanging out with you, my friend. Uh, so much fun as usual. And Maura, thanks you, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I feel joy right now. Good. Excellent. I do too. I always love, this is a great conversation. I love, again, I love the connection and I'm so honored to be part of your conversation that you have here. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. So good. So good. I... I love having guests on the show. Me too. And, you know, we've been on Moira's podcast as well. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check that out. But I, I feel like I, well, we both talked about dancing now, you yeah, know. feels good. Action item. Dance. Dance. Uh, you know what? If you have not signed up for our newsletter, I want to invite you to do that. The Laughing Without Liquor newsletter. It comes out once a week and then you get the podcast early. It's super cool. So you can do that over at laughingwithoutliquor.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Laughing Without Liquor. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Living in recovery can be a blast and we're glad you're laughing without the liquor with us. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode. Until then, take care.